Oh, Lord, these boys are handsome. This is the Dynasty Football Life Podcast. Good evening and welcome to the DFL show. I'm a host, Dave. On our panel this week is Jason, Tyler, and Nick, of course, usual suspects. These are these undeniable, undeniably handsome fellows are here to discuss what we discussed last week, except a la NFC. So we're going to go nationally here. Uh, Just to recap last week, we were selling guys or simply guys we were talking about that we're just not investing in. And we're kind of kind of comparing where their ADP is at, uh, things like that. Last week's names, we had like uh, we had Henry, Fournette. Diggs, and even Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. His name surfaced last week. I think Ty was going to talk about selling him. So if you didn't hear that episode, that's last week's episode. This week's will be for the the NFC. So let's see what these guys have in store for the NFC. You guys ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Unprepared unprepared tonight. (laughs) Well, let's start with the NFC East. We always start with the East. NFC. It's an unconscious bias. We always start with the East. The left, the right, the left, yeah, the right, the right, the right, the right, the right. Well, let's soar in into the Eagles because that's what Eagles do. They soar. Now the Eagles, um, they have soar, a sword. Is that plural for so, so sword or have sword? I don't know. Sword above, sword or above. sword with a W. Yeah, sword, sword, sword. Okay, <laughs> it's crazy talk. Eagles. Anyway, let's talk about Philadelphia Eagles. Hell of a team. Hell of an organization. They've, uh, they're looking to um, take that division this year, I think, and I think they've uh, certainly put some pieces in there. But Ty's got a guy or two, and maybe even uh, Nick and Jay have some guys that are, you know what, not big on, and want to sell them. Ty, what do you got? What do you got I'll first here? I'll start with uh, Zach Ertz. It's what? not that I'm not big on him. I like Ertz. If you have a contending Me. team, he's, you know, he's a fine guy to have. But I just think if you look at his... His startup uh, startup cost it's a bit high for me, and if you're not competing, I think you're kind of you're running out of that window where you can sell him as a top five dynasty tight end. I think it might be in the last year for that. Right now in startup drafts, he's going usually around round six, about tight end four or five off the board. Okay, That's three full rounds ahead of Dallas Goddard, and I think the gap started to close between those two a bit. Mm-hmm. Last season, Dallas Goddard doubled both his reception and his yardage on the season from the season prior. We saw Ertz regressing both. They scored the same amount of touchdowns. I think that gap's closing a bit. So I think if you do want to sell Zach Ertz, you know, well, he's still one of those top five dynasty tight ends. This probably, you know, might be your last opportunity. Yeah. I don't think the price is going to get any higher for him unless he has some sort of awesome first couple of weeks and maybe. But yeah, I think you're right on there because there's a lot of guys, a lot of tight ends that we like that you can get a little bit later. Yeah, that's 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 part of uh, part of my my reasoning here too is I think guys like you know, you might see like a Mike Kosicki or John U. Smith or somebody else kind of take that leap that we saw Mark Andrews take last year. And I think it just you're just going to see Ertz fall a little bit further down as we go another year or two into the future. So, what do you what do you, what do you think you'd get for Ertz in a trade? So you got Ertz, you're trading him. I know you can use draft picks if you want. To, what do you think you can get for Ertz? I mean, it really depends on the league setting. If you're in a tight end premium league, oh, yeah. which a lot of people are doing now, I think you still yeah. get pretty good value. Tight end premium league, I may not even be selling them though. 
Mm-hmm. I think in a regular one tight end league, he's going around this, you know, fifth, sixth round. So you see a lot of good players in that range. You see guys like the DJ Charks and, you know, that group of wide receivers. So if you have a team that really needs a tight end, you might be able to flip them for one of those types of receivers. I think right you know, now, not- like you're kind of seeing that, like at one point in time, tight end was a difficult position to fill. It seemed like there was very few tight ends in the NFL that were fantasy relevant. And I think right now, I don't know if it's just like rookie optimism or or breakout optimism, but there seems to be a lot, of, like Ty alluded to earlier, a lot of younger guys that are kind of on the cusp of doing the whole Mark Andrews thing. Maybe not to his example, his extent, but some players that could really become <laughs> fantasy relevant over the next couple of years. And that's just going to make tight end value go down. So getting out of a guy like this and getting maybe a younger guy in return, maybe a, maybe a pick back is, is what I'd be looking to do personally. Makes yeah, sense. I got like a you know Justin Jefferson for example. I see he's going Ooh. right around, uh, right around Earths in uh, in startup drafts. You know, I don't oh, mind that no. value if you're rebuilding. Yeah, I agree there. I love me some Jefferson. I'll uh, I'll get a Gasecki or a John Smith if I can get Jefferson, uh, for sure. Absolutely, Nick. Do you have anything to add with uh, with Earths? Do you have anybody else on? Uh, I got somebody on the Eagles. Who do you got? We'll let Nick go first yeah. though. Yeah, I think the only thing, the one thing that's concerning with Ertz is if you looked at the way he's, you know, if you look at his film the last last year, especially, he was really injured. He only missed two games on the year, but he was really banged up. He was hampered by hamstring and some other upper body injuries. He just wasn't moving the way we're accustomed to seeing him on the field. And that's sort of telling me a little bit. This is a guy that's really certain to, you know, starting to lower down in my rankings. Like he's a guy that's starting to descend in terms of physically how he's moving. And that's the guy I'm looking to sell right now. I mean, I think the window to really sell him at his peak was maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to find someone who, you know, was maybe looking for that one last tight end piece, you know, to fill out their roster, then I'd be looking to flip him if possible. If I wasn't a contender, of course. If you're a bit hampered, it's not it's not fun. You don't want to be hampered. I want a hamper. I put the kids in the hamper and trap them in there when they don't listen. But yeah, that's, there you go. It's good to have a hamper. I lied. I actually don't have a hamper. I, I thought somebody stole, right thought somebody stole your hamper last week, Dave. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> fuckers. Please don't call CAS. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Was gonna say <laughs> this is going to be public. Uh, for me, I got I got Alshon Jeffrey, not because he has any value. I just don't want him on my team. I think oh, yeah. his value is still, I mean, he's in that 60 to, well, 50 to 65 range really for, uh, for wide receivers. But I, I want that, I want that grenade off of my team. He's 30 years old. He hasn't played a full season. We played a full season in 2016, but before that he didn't play a full season since 2014. He hasn't hit a thousand yards since 2014. His touchdowns are, you can't bank on them at this point. Um, for me, I want him off my team. And I, and when you look at where people are being drafted right now, I mean, you can get a James Washington after him. You can get a Devin Duvernay or Duvernay. You can go, you can move up a little bit and take up a guy like Brian Edwards or Brandon Ayuk, not too far ahead of him. So that's a guy that I would try to move for a young piece with a little bit of potential than to have him on my roster in particular. Because I don't think I'm going to start him. I can't trust him to start him. Absolutely. No. I would take a nice young Duvernay. I love a good Duvernay. So, sounds like uh, a sounds like a fine like like something like yeah. something akin Cherry. to a cognac or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Jeffrey I, had a short window I, there where he's really good, and that was that was. It. I, I think you make I think you make a great point, like Jay, because I mean now they've added Rigor to that offense too. I mean, and we've seen Alshon has been unreliable for the last two years now. How is he going to be any better than he was now that Rigor is there? Right. Yeah, and they got a, they got a couple. Can, the names elude me right now, but they got a couple of guys that are they, they got either later in the draft or as free agents that have some potential too. So there's a lot of mouths to feed, especially when you consider Ertz. You have Ertz and uh, 
and um, Goddard. Goddard, Goddard tight end JJ, Jay Jaw. Yep. And they drafted uh, Hightower. Hightower. Hightower is who I'm thinking of, too. Yeah. Yep. So I, I would be. Murky's good. Murky's good one, too, right? Yep. I would take that that Alshon Jeffrey share while he still has a tiny bit of value and just pick up a piece that's you know a bit of a bit of a bit of a lottery pick, or maybe use them to uh, to add to a trade that you're already doing. Just hope the name value kind of pushes it over the top. Yep. Steve Harvey played a guy, yeah, Mister Hightower. He's a principal. Do you guys watch that show? Never. Yeah, I did. I did actually. Did yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah like, um, I don't get a funk band though. Funky yeah, fan. yeah. Uh, what was the other all guy? The, all them people so, raise their hands. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the show too. There, he's, a, he's a, a gym. There was a student named Bullethead who got shot. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, I watched it. A few seasons. It was all right. <laughs> I didn't have a name. I never watched it. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Those fellas. Uh, Nick, uh, are you selling somebody? Are you? I am. Yeah. For me, it's Amari Cooper. Um, is it? right now his ADP is WR 13, but if you look back in June, <laughs> all right, <laughs> there was an edit in the doc. <laughs> Dave's <Apparently, a> child. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah, but Dave can't control for laughter. Right? I know. Apparently, <laughs> apparently it's Amari Pooper. According to you, like God damn, we're childish. I know. <laughs> um, but if you look at his June ADP, he was WR11. He was going ahead of Galladay. That's just that's just way too rich for me. Um, and something interesting about Amari was he was super inconsistent in 2019. Here's a couple of weeks of scoring, uh, using half PPR scoring, of course. Uh, 7.3, he had a week of 0.8, 5.3, Donut, 2.4, and 4.4. Now, granted, he was also a guy that was really injured. He was missing some snaps here and there and stuff like that. That again, that that's another guy. Well, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? You put him in your lineup, and then he doesn't get the majority of snaps that he probably should. That's that's a lot of unreliability that I don't particularly uh, like investing in. And even if you go back to 2018, he had eight weeks of scoring less than 6.4 fantasy points, and he was averaging 3.1 fantasy points per game during those bust weeks. And so for me, inconsistencies inconsistencies like that can really sink your uh, your fantasy team on any given week, and I'll look elsewhere at wide receiver when Amari comes up. Yeah. So it's crazy I, I, I sold, that he's... I sold him, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm all for the you know selling Amari Cooper for all the reasons Nick just said, but it is crazy you mentioned Kenny Galladay. It is crazy to think that he's actually younger than Galladay. Yeah, is like he really? Cooper. Yeah. That's wild. Like Amari Cooper's just been around forever. Yep. That's a, he's uh, 26 years old, born in 94, Galladay is 93. Yeah, it's crazy. Some of these guys, they, they start off so young, and you kind of forget that they w- were super young when they entered the league, and then you get guys like Calvin Ridley, and you know Galladay even came in the league a little older than some, and they just, yeah. they're, they're going to start nowhere. better because they're older. But, yeah, mature, exactly. wiser. Yes. Oh, God, I feel like, guys? oh, yeah. The guys that were just laughing about Pooper. Pooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. But I feel like people have been making the same excuse for Mark Cooper for just so many years now. Yeah, how young he started, he'll eventually get into it. And I think he's just going to be an inconsistent option. That's just what he is. Yep. I'm not, uh, I've never w- w- gone out of my way to own him. Um, at his ADP, I won't be. Uh, but I think when you look at this team, though, the, the name that really stands out for me is Kai Forbath. Because Greg the Leg is there now, and I don't think you see... I'm just kidding. I'm not going to talk about kickers. <laughs> okay, thank God. I just did that for Dave, because Dave loves Greg Zerline. So. Greg, uh, Greg the Leg, that's my boy. 
He's gonna be the number one kicker yeah. this year. I'll fucking tell you that much. I'll yeah. I'll take a bet. Any bets so like he will be the number one kicker this year. I, th- I think Dak's an interesting uh, an interesting one too, just because his value has gone up a bit. Uh, right now, he's being drafted as QB four. So I mean, if you could take him and and flip him to another team and get another big piece back and and maybe take a risk or move down the the rankings, I, I don't. Unless you're in a two QB league, uh, I I can see some guys behind him that that really aren't going to give up that much. Yeah, I'll always time. sell. Yeah, I'll always sell a quarterback like if, to improve another position, if, even in two QB a lot of times. If someone offered yeah. you like a first round pick, and and uh, Josh Allen for Dak Prescott and something small, would you take it? Um, I would, yeah. Yeah, too. I probably me would, too. yeah. What about for yeah, Baker yeah. Mayfield? Yeah. Yeah, Baker yeah, and something useful, yes. First yeah. Round, yeah. yeah, so you're looking... Uh, for, Depending where in the first, I guess. Baker Mayfield's going around the 11 range right now, and Doc's going at the 4 range. And I love Doc. I own him in many leagues. But I'm not, I've, I've never been afraid to sell a quarterback like that. No. I'll sell a quarterback at their... Uh, a prime trade value for a wide receiver or running back and then find a quarterback elsewhere, especially in a one quarterback league. Absolutely. Even even in a two QB league, if you're getting another young quarterback back, I, I don't really see the uh, the downside really. Sure. No, I'd be looking to flip them for, you know, to a team that has a guy like a Daniel Jones and then get it like a, you know, starting running back in there. Sure. Yep. Makes sense to me. I'd consider that for sure. Certainly worthy of consideration. Anybody else in the Cowboys? I think that's it, eh? I don't, can't think of anything else you'd, uh, I mean, everybody so? else in the Cowboys, like Michael Gallup's value has actually dropped a little bit since the uh, CeeDee Lamb draft. I, yeah. I think CeeDee Lamb's going a little high personally for ADP, but I still would love to own him there. I just think there's going to be some people that might be disappointed with him in his first year or two, and he might be a mm-hmm. better buy once uh, mm-hmm. you know once once people have cut the, the new shiny toy syndrome's worn off. Yeah. So the only time you, you've kind of said the – well investing in Amari Cooper and I was trying to remember a time when I was actually looking to invest in Amari Cooper and that was back in November 2018 his ADP was actually wide receiver nope overall of 38 I believe I think it's his overall of 38 and I think that was the time when he was kind of near the end in uh with the Raiders and Raiders. He's, he's been he would have been really poorly and then it skyrocketed shortly after he got dealt because I think he got dealt mid-season he went to Dallas and then he sort of took off there. That was probably the only time I looked to invest in him. I, I right traded now, him. Yeah, I traded him before he's, that. Unfortunately, he's just he's just too costly still right now. I think the one point because, about Amari though is that even though we're not looking to invest in him, the Cowboys did with picks and with money. So yeah, I sure. think I think this season is going to be very telling on whether or not he sticks around and what his usage is going to look like. Yeah, I think from a from a fantasy like so he's one of those players that is going to be great in that offense, and it's going to be a really fun offense to watch. But fantasy wise, I don't think it's going to quite translate to what he what we need him to be to be on our team. Yeah. But, but he's going to have a good year, at least consistency wise. But uh, interesting thing, just because uh, we brought up C.J. Lamb a minute ago, this seems like I always kind of forget this last season. Randall Cobb had 828 yards in Dallas. He did 55 receptions. There's actually a good amount of targets there for C.D. Lamb as a rookie. If C.D. Lamb finishes, you know, 800 yards as a rookie, yeah, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's, that's, really good. that's not going to hurt his value. So it's not terrible. It depends on if they go back to running the ball a bit more. I think yeah. I think a lot of it will have to do with what what, what kind of game plan McCarthy and co- company kind of put in there. Yeah, for they're sure. going to be a fucking fun team to watch though. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. There's a few that also think that Blake Jarwin is going to be a big breakout as well. I'm not really in that group, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Sure I'm not in the group, but I'm group adjacent. I think he might be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, 
I think his ADP is okay. I think it's around tight end 23 right now. I think that's okay. Can't lose a lot there. No, you're not losing anything there. Yeah, Yeah. it's good by low. All right, let's move on to the probably most obvious one of this week's podcast, I think. And and this is me saying, and I'm a big fan of this guy, uh, New York Giants. Well, it is your fault, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I know. I started it. I know. In fact, I mean, you you're, aren't you wearing your Slayton T-shirt right now, or is it <laughs> is it a cat one again this week or something? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just cat coffee mug. Mugs, no T-shirts. Oh, gotcha. I don't have cat T-shirts. I'm not there yet. Um, he's got a yeah, he's got they, a Batman what? T-shirt on. I do actually. Um, all right, love, so a, a love for animals. Even bad. Do you have a love for Slayton? Not enough to uh, keep him on your team because he's he's a he's a pretty obvious sell where he's going where he's landing right now in. Uh, where we see him in drafts, the difference between him and Shepard is ridiculous, is it not? Uh, let me, let's just change in July. I'm thinking back in May, May, June. You know, yeah, I, th- I think the issue is that I think a lot of people actually really like Slayton. And I actually really like the guy, too. I think he's, you know, he's on the upswing. He had a really productive rookie season. But his ADP for me is just in the range now where he's just untouchable. Of, you know, he's going WR42 in July. That's right around Hig- uh, Higgins, Pittman. Brandon Cooks is in that area, depending on your oh, team makeup, yeah. how you'd want to approach that. LaVisca Chanel. Um, LaVisca Chanel. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He's only 21, Nick. Leave him alone. Yeah. <clears throat> Denzel Mims, come on. Denzel Mims, yeah. But if you look, if you compare Slayton and Shepard last year, Shepard actually beat him in fantasy points per game, snaps per game average, targets per game, and red zone targets per game last year but Shepard's going much much further down again you know we've talked about this sub- topic before Shepard has a concussion concussion history and stuff like that but I'd rather gamble on the guy that's going later because I tend to gravitate towards guys with lower ADP and look for value that way as opposed to grab guys that are kind of already at their top end of where I think their ADP should already be at yeah absolutely and we had uh Ster- we had Sterling Shepard as a as a good buy low candidate especially in PPR leagues a couple weeks ago Yes. And for pretty much, you know, the opposite reasons we're talking yeah. about Slayton here. Looking at July ADP, Darius Slayton's going first pick of the eighth round. Sterling Shepard is down, what, 12th round? Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, uh, good value. Yeah. Uh, I'm not getting Slayton at all because, I mean, much as I like the guy, I'm not going yeah, I'm, I'm to pay for that in any sort of draft. Okay. I think in that, in that scenario, I think you know when you have a guy like Sterling Shepard, Sterling Shepard's been in the league a while. He's never really dazzled, so you you see him kind of in that, you know, in that in that sub, you know, fifth, sixth, eighth round kind of territory where, you know, as much as I don't really like the value on Slayton, I can see people getting excited about him and being kind of a Slayton truther and wanting to believe in the hype and and buying in on it. But that that for me, that was around where Sterling Shepard's going, not where he is. Yeah. Now. Exactly. Agree. 100%. Not much dazzling going on in the 12th round. Not much dazzlers left there. How about the Washington um, Harassers? Is that their new name? <laughs> That's <probably. laughs> I'm not sure. They haven't chosen it the, the Washington legislatures. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think the only buy low in Washington right now will be the franchise when the NFL gets rid of that stupid motherfucker. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, Who would have sure. thought that this guy was a fucking idiot? I mean, who, who, no one could have predicted this. Yeah, no signs. No at one. All no signs at all. The last couple of years. I think you know someone. And, and we thought Robert Kraft was bad from getting a handy in Florida. <laughs> yeah. it's a normal day. 
Um, yeah, so we got nobody there. I don't think. Eh? Washington. I think we got. No, I, I think we got more there, more buys in Washington just based off value yeah. alone. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th- I mean, it, there's Terry McLaurin is going high are, now, but he's not so high that he's that, priced out of my price range. Yeah, I do see that argument on Twitter sometimes. People talk about how oh. they, you know, don't, not buying into Terry McLaurin. Just like, how's this offense going to run? How's he going to get any touchdowns? He did last year. He had what seven touchdowns last year. And one of the most you know, ineffective offenses in history. Like it yep. can't be any worse. He, he he's going to be fine. Terry McLaurin's still a beast. Yeah. I'd almost consider selling Gibson. If there's any Gibson, a big fan, big hype. Because there's a little bit of hype for him, isn't there? For Gibson, he's still going pretty low though. Yeah, he, yeah, okay. So, yeah, there's some love, but uh, I'm a Gibson okay. fan myself. But I'm not paying anything for him. So I understand yeah. what the situation is. Okay, I wasn't sure if he had got he, enough just, hype to move up yet. He, he's just a very fun, fun player, but he's not like climbing up. Yeah. Like just yeah, let's just like find out who's also banging Dan Snyder's side piece, and sell them <laughs> before they get benched for banging his side piece. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but if you look at McLaurin, last year he averaged almost 16 yards per reception when he had Dwayne Haskins like ineffectively wobbling the ball towards him in a and a cornucopia of other bad quarterbacks. So I'm not I'm not worried about McLaren. I just think as the offense yeah. gets better, I think he'll get better too. I don't know. Uh, call me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> there's a correlation. And I think yeah, and watch Washington last year, if if I remember correctly, that was one of the lowest plays per game that we've seen in like the last decade for a team. Yeah. Like the offense has to pick up the pace has a little to. bit and can't be worse than that. All right. Speaking of worse, uh let's just go with the NFC North. Um, it's not all bad, but the bear. Okay, there's nobody in the bear. Are we just skipping the, skip, skipping the bears? I don't know who there really is on the bears that had value. Nope. Like Alan Robbins, <laughs> still criminally undervalued. Exactly. David he's Montgomery, yeah. he's he dropped, a bit, but, yeah. but he's a, he's kind of a buy for a lot of people right now, just based on his yeah. uh, potential usage. Yeah. There's it's perceived you know, workload. Anthony Miller, but, uh, I think, is an absolute buy. Anthony Miller, hell yeah, he's a buy. I mean, they have, ni- so they have 96 tight ends, so I mean, that maybe you sell one of yeah. those. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, let's just, uh, let's just go down the Packers thing. There's definitely one, uh, I think, there that we've been trying to sell for <laughs> for a year. He's been oh, I feel like he's in every every week we talk about, <laughs> well, get rid of this guy. If you've heard the podcast <laughs> before, you know we're about to talk about Devontae Adams. It's Aaron Jones. I think it's Aaron, right? Yeah, Aaron Jones. Nick, you want to talk about this fellow? The fifteenth reason why we want to sell. It's your your third third time talking about him. We're going in order here, so yeah. I mean, four or five times. I mean, I think I think his ADP has slid down to about RB fifteen. I mean, uh, that seems somewhat reasonable to me. But this is a situation like in twenty twenty one where the floor could just suddenly fall out from under him. I mean. The Packers picked Dylan. There's a reason why they picked Dylan. They want to use him. Um, so if he returns, Dylan's still going to be there. It, it might be a full-blown committee again in 2021 if he resigns. And if he comes a free agent, there's a ton of free agent running backs on the market this year. Kenyon Drake, Fournette, Gurley, and Kareem Hunt, just to name a few. So where is he going to go and get a, a starting job next year? I don't see it. And so that's become my new issue with Aaron Jones moving forward, it's no longer his ADP so much. It's what's going to happen with his situation because to me, it looks negative anyway. This this shapes up to be yeah, that free agent class is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I see Dylan doing some goal line work too, possibly. Yeah, free agent class plus the uh, the draft class can be pretty strong too with all the guys that went back. 
Yep. Yeah. So everybody has like etch in coming through. Yeah. So. Right. And this, this is our last reminder. And, and again, we've said this many times. There's no way that touchdown rate will continue past, <laughs> no, past now. this season. Problem. Now, <laughs> not halfway through last season or a third of the way through last yeah. season. It's now starting now, guys. If he improves yeah. next year, we're going to be in some hot water. Well, yeah. the one thing that he, he like is him. really <laughs> is like yards per, his yards per carry and a lot of his efficiency stats are really really good. If you discount good, yes. if you discount like the tight the touchdowns. But overall, his production's been very, very good. It's been solid, but still have a lot of concerns with him. Yeah. So what we're saying is this guy's really efficient, great yards per carry, scores a ton of touchdowns. But we hate him. <laughs> Why don't we like him? I love him. <laughs> I think he's fantastic. I do, too. Really? I like the Packers. Oh, even, but man. Oh, I just okay. think you could get good value for him. I think, I think, yeah, I think Nick nailed it on the head, though, was why did they pick Dylan in round two, and where is he going to be next year? Because you're not, I mean, if, you, if you're going to go for a championship this year, Aaron Jones might be a guy that helps you get there. But if you're looking a year or two down the road, what are you doing with Aaron Jones? Those are the Packers are doing with anything after what they drafted. We don't really know <laughs> what's going on there. Nick's getting triggered. They drafted a backup quarterback, a backup tight end, fullback, you think? Yeah. We're getting our 2025 team. All right, let's put together our 2025 team now. Other, other than that, like Aaron Rodgers, are you selling Aaron Rodgers? Like, I think that no, that, that right ship now. sailed. A, well, you can still probably get money off name value. But, I think I'm buying Aaron yep. Rodgers right now. But that, sh- that ship going. sailed two, three years ago, where he was. He was just. Insane. I love I love having him on my team, but yeah, he's he's fun to have on your team. Absolutely. All right. I don't think there's really much in this division, eh, guys? Uh, uh, that's selling. There's a couple. The there's a couple guys I think that are worth discussing. I don't know if they're really like going to be selling, but like in the Vikings, yeah. Adam Thielen's a guy that comes to mind for me. I don't know if you get. You just think you're getting good enough value for him? It's not about you're well, getting not, good value this year. No, I think, but. it's not about value so much as just getting something that that might replace that soon to be age thirty wide receiver in a system that's probably going to run through Justin Jefferson eventually. Sell him now because you're not gonna. It's it's not gonna get better. Uh, I think I, I wouldn't sell him now. I'd, I I'd wait till he has a couple good games this season and then start thinking yeah. about moving him. But I think I think if you're if you're if you if you need him this year for contending, I think he gets a lot of targets yeah, this year. So it's a tough call. Yeah. Does. But I think this year is the year to sell him though. Like not right now, but this year. Yeah. After a couple, yeah. After if it's solid a couple weeks. If you, yeah, yeah. If if you don't see yourself as a championship team, this is the last yes. year I think to sell him. So I think he's he's got to be on your radar for for selling. Yeah, it should be like a. You should have like a like a small list of guys. Okay, once they hit hit that like really um, a few weeks in, they're doing really well. You should probably have a small list ready to go. Okay, sell feeling, sell Julio or whoever. Like just like a list of guys that you can really kind of bank on, get some much better value. I think I think he's still gonna be good. He's still gonna be good, but uh, yeah, you know he's he's on my list. I own him in one league. He's on he's on my list of. Let's see if I can predict when the time is right, and if I'm not contending, then move him. Move them. Move them. I like to move them. Move them. Okay. Anybody else on the Vikings or the Lions, even for that matter? Those cats. Uh, the Lions are all pretty good value, yeah. really. Yeah. There's, Marvin Jones is always always a steal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt Stafford's a steal. Galladay's climbed a lot, but he's kind Swift's of worth not, it. Swift too. Swift's not too high up. No, I like Swift value. value. You're not getting anything for carry yeah. on. Um, TJ yeah. Hawkinson, disappointed as a rookie. I think he's a great buy right now. So. Great buy. That's a, that's a buy team. If buy you could get in your time machine. Ty, can you make the time machine noise? Redacting. Redacting. 
Don't they sound like? Yeah, that's what they sound like. <laughs> anyway, if you can get your time machine and go sell Carry on Johnson a year ago, then you're fucking laughing. But right now, you got yeah. you just hold on to that guy and hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. Time machine sound like crickets having sex with like a cockroach. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, I guess that rounds out that division. I guess unless there's anybody else. No. Okay. Good. All right. Let's go down to the NFC South. And let's start with the Atlanta Falcons. Another bird. A lot of birds in sports. Well, they're tough. Birds are tough. <laughs> oh, bird. Cardinals? You think they're tough? Well, have, you, have, you, have you ever fought a cardinal? Not, late, not <laughs> lately, no. I fought a cardinal once, and I'll tell you what. He left with that piece of bread. <laughs> uh, all right, Atlanta. I think there's uh, a lot of hype around this guy. Uh, one of their wide receivers. Todd Gurley? No, oh. you're not selling that. No. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, maybe? Oh, yes, definitely. I think, I think we can all probably all agree on that one. I, I, I love Cal, Calvin Ridley, but I think he can get some pretty good value for that. Yeah, I was, was talking about buying Calvin Ridley for so long now. It's just kind of odd, but the yes. hype's just gone. Got crazy for this guy. Yeah. They're going to hit a startup draft now. He's going ahead of guys. Cortland Sutton, Cooper Cobb, DJ Chark. Jerry, Judy, McLaurin, like these are all guys that I actually like ahead of Calvin Ridley. So, so you would trade any of those guys one for one? I would. For, for Metcalf? I would tra- yeah. Sure. yeah, I would trade any of those guys one for one for Ridley. And I think some of those guys you could actually probably, you know, do an upgrade in another position too. So that's the only reason I'd sell him. If you're not getting good value for him in your league, keep him. He's going to be good. Yep. He has lots of opportunities with Hooper gone. You know, the hype's not unwarranted. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's an off season. A lot of us have been bored. in quarantine for a long time. People are bored, I think. Yeah. you know, There's an opportunity there to maybe get some little more depth on your team. Yeah, I think the Twitter world's gone a little crazy on some people, and he's one of them. So, so are, are you saying that? Lot for are you saying like people making like articles and threads on a guy like Jeff Driscoll are probably a little bored in quarantine? Yep. Is that what you're suggesting? Nick's bored. Guys. I was gonna Nick's say. Bored. I was gonna say sad. <laughs> sad. <laughs> sad. Yeah. Right. Check out check out Nick's article on Jeff Driscoll, everybody. <laughs> and that's true. You think he's lying, but it's true. Now, <laughs> now before yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> say before you check out the article, make sure you you Google him first so you remember who he is. Oh shit! Sorry, there's only there, there's only so many times I can read a Tyler Higby article and not want to vomit yeah. right now. <laughs> you know, you should, well, we'll get to that. Soon. I was going to say, D- Dave sent you a request to write a Matt Barkley article. You still haven't written that yet. Yeah, come on, buddy. It's on the list. It's on the list. All right, all right. All right. All right. It's on the list. Hey, end of July. End of July. All right. I think we're all in consensus. There. Is there anybody in New Orleans looking to sell at this point? I can't think of anybody off the top of the head. Thomas, is he any good? Sell that guy. Yeah. No, don't sell that guy. Okay. No, maybe Drew Brees. Uh, I don't think he's going very no, high. He's got very little in startup yeah. drafts, but. Maybe you find somebody in your home league that wants them. If you do sell them, sure. But where are we with where are we at with Camara? Uh, I think I think he bounces back yep. this year. Yeah. Okay. I think his. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, I was gonna say I think everybody in this team is either young and excellent, or they're old and lost value. Like Jared Cook, you can't yeah. sell Jared Cook. Drew Brees is not worth selling, especially if you're competing. Emmanuel Sanders, he's. I mean. He's Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. W- he's decent, and he's w- going to fucking New Orleans. So, yeah. WR sixty six for Sanders. That's, I mean, that's pennies to exactly. buy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Maybe maybe name brand you can sell them for a little bit more than you get them in like a startup draft right now. Yeah. Especially if you, like a lot of the draft results are for some pretty hardcore dynasty players. You might be able to sell some of these name guys closer to the season for a little higher to more casual players. And uh, but yeah, there's just not a lot. There. I just think I think Emmanuel Sanders is a, is a good buy considering this is the best quarterback he's ever played with. In yeah. A system yeah, buy, in yeah. a system that yeah. you know basically is going to feature him, Michael Thomas. Yeah. On, you're not gonna again. You're not gonna pay much for him, right? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I like them all. I even like uh, the Tavis Murray. Yeah, he, he, I think that's he was, one of the most great. underrated handcuffs. He's been great. All right. Well, back to selling, <laughs> buying. Uh, Ty, there's another guy on the next team. T- no, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Is that a, is that a pirate? Right? Buccaneers. Oh, it's a pi- same thing yeah, as a, it's pirate. a pirate. It's just another name for a pirate. Is that all it is? I guess. I'm not. I'm, I'm not that that up on my pirate lore. <laughs> I know there's a, when I was in Cuba, there was a beer called there was Buccanero, and it was actually quite good. Mm, I think that's I think I, like I think that's name. Buccaneer, but maybe in Spanish. Maybe I yeah, think so. something looking to. So you have another rookie here um, that you're considering selling here. Yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn for sure for me. There's too I much hype. Get some good too money. much hype. Um, I think like I liked him a bit as a prospect. I thought he would be somebody that you could get at a reasonable price and. You know, see what happens, but the landing spot just shot him up. Yeah, and I bought into that too, but I'm, I don't yeah. think I'm, I don't think I'm. <clears throat> and there's a good, you know, there's a good chance that he ends up being being you know being decent. Ronald Jones is not a great running back, but I don't think it's Whoa. a guarantee that Keyshawn Vaughn's all that much better. Hot take alert. <laughs> and I mean, everybody's aware of the fact that you know Keyshawn Vaughn's actually older than Ronald Jones. You know, I've heard that narrative quite a few times. And I think out of all the uh, out of all the main rookie or the like kind of major uh, rookie running backs that were drafted, uh, Tampa actually has some of, like one of the lowest vacated uh, vacated carry totals. So he's, yep. there's not a necessarily a guaranteed role that he's walking into. Um, plus, I think I'll, I'll turn it over to Nick here. He wrote a good article about this recently about you know rookie landing spot versus mm-hmm. you know talent going into the draft and all that sort of thing. So maybe I'll let Nick talk on that for a minute. Yeah, so we, I sort of touched on that last week a little bit. I, I looked historically between 2014 and 2019 at rookie drafts and how um, landing spot really played a role in ADP being <clears throat> moving up and down for, between March and August. And we saw a lot of you know, guys that weren't that talented get really boosted up in their ADP come August, and they usually ended up not living up to expectations. So if you look at, um, if you look at Keyshawn Vaughn's you know, March ADP, he was going around RB8 and 17th overall. And then suddenly in July, because we're only in July right now, he's up to RB6 and 10th overall. And that's just that's just way too rich for me. And I just have a feeling he's going to disappoint because he's just being overdrafted based on his landing spot. If he had landed with another team where, you know, Tom Brady wasn't there, you know, they had more of an established running back or something like that. You know, I don't think he'd be drafted as high. I don't think his ADP would be as high as it is. So I'm just cautioning people. Just be aware that this is potentially a guy that's going to disappoint and he's being overdrafted right now. Now, Nick, I, I was going to say up until that Driscoll article came out, this is probably your best article yet, but <laughs> tell you what, <laughs> I topped it. I like yeah, the article I'm, in the footnotes, though, for anyone who wants to read it. It's excellent. I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel right now, trying to do anything here, so... Matt Barkley, I don't know what the fuck's the problem here. I like you. But you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good call. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one too, 100%. I bought into it, but I'm not, I'm not uh, drafting him in any any league. 
Uh, let's mosey on down to a. Um, you know, if you think about North, it, North Panther is up above Florida. Yeah, sorry, you're right. You're right. Can't lie. That's a panther. You got a lot of birds and a lot of cats. Don't cats usually beat the birds? Like in, you know, again, a Bugs Bunny. They, well, no, that's not true. Actually, the bird wins that one. Yeah, Tweety never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, I think you found the only the only instance in pop culture where the bird beat the cat. So. <laughs> Here we go, but uh, Carolina Panthers. I think um, uh, uh, I don't know what do we got here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know anything. Panthers. I don't know one guy in that team. Are you having an ex- existential crisis right now? <laughs> Stroke. Should I should I should I call for a wellness check? <laughs> uh, it's not Robbie Anderson. There we go. Oh, definitely need a wellness check. Ugh. What do you got, Nick? You got some words here. You speak. Couple, couple of words. Yeah, for me, it's any really <laughs> wide receiver other than DJ Moore. I mean, please do not invest in Robbie Anderson. Please just don't. I mean, I've seen a lot of hype with him on Twitter, and maybe I'll be completely wrong, but I'm in the I'm in the category that he's just not going to live up live up to expectations. I mean, the guy's a deep threat. He's being paired with Teddy Bridgewater, who has a career <laughs> yards per attempt of seven point two. That's bad. And if you go back to 2018. He was the 57th quarterback with a yards per attempt of 5.13. I don't understand how, I mean, unless Robbie Anderson is not going to be a deep threat and they're going to use him short, but that seems to me the role that DJ Moore is going to play. So I don't really understand the connection other than at one time, you know, Robbie Anderson played for their head coach, you know, in in the NCAA. So I'm concerned with the Robbie Anderson hype. Um, And for me, it's just simply going to be the Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore show. If you go back to 2019, Teddy had one of the highest league averages of targeting his combo number one and num- number one wide receiver and number one running back most of the time throughout the game. So I really feel pretty strongly that DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey are the guys that are really just going to feast in that offense and everyone else is going to be looking at scraps. Is it time to sell McCaffrey? <laughs> yes, it is. We can link that article if you want. <laughs> I think, the, I think the, only, for it. the only real counterpoint to that is that Robbie Anderson's not going that high. Like he's not he's not expensive. Where's he, where is he going? Um, I'm just looking at it right now, but originally he was going around uh, 114. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is he now as far as wide receivers? So in June he was WR62, so I guess he's not that bad. But, yeah. I mean, John Brown's in that area. Yeah. James James Washington... I mean, those are Van Jefferson's around there. Those are guys I'd rather invest in than Robbie yeah, Anderson. Yeah, I would, yeah. Paris Campbell, I'd rather take a flyer there. I'm not a, I'm not yeah. a Robbie Anderson fan. I just, I, I see your point with the offense for Sounds sure. like you are. Not, I, Sounds I, like you hell, are. No, I like hell him. no, Dave. And I, I okay. <laughs> now Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel are two guys I, I don't really see a lot of success with. Curtis Samuel's a guy I'd rather own, and they're going similar value. I just don't, yep. I just don't, I feel like I've been waiting on Curtis Samuel for a while. I feel like he should be older than 23, but he's not. So if I was going to invest in one of the two, yeah. that would be the one I'd be I'd be looking at. Yeah, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I invested in him. I'm holding him. Keep I, holding, Dave. I believe. Keep holding. Keep holding. Keep on holding. Don't hope for much. But All right. Keep holding. <laughs> Let's head to the coast, the West Coast, uh, Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, Ty's got Ty's getting PTSD now. He's he's remembering that seated bread that the. First <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was pumpernickel. Uh, I was really looking forward to that. Uh-huh. The that's an of, underrated. That's an underrated bread, by the way. Oh, top five for sure. Excellent with oh, spinach yeah. dip in particular. It is actually. 
Stay tuned for episode All Things Bread. Um, bread, Dave. I think the Best. possibly maybe maybe it's not obvious, but uh, sell I think would be Drake. I think that's sell him now. Um, I mean, I don't know. Really? I still I still really like Drake, and I, I'm willing to. I mean, his his ADP is RB sixteen, and we just talked about you know Aaron Jones has got an ADP of RB fifteen. I would I'll take. Drake 10 times out of 10 over Aaron Jones right now. So I don't, I don't think that he's a guy that I'm looking necessarily to sell, but if you don't believe in him, now's the time to do it because his value is quite high. There's a lot of hype around him. So if you're looking to get off that train, now's the time to do it right now, I believe, but he's not necessarily a guy I'm looking to get rid of. And another one I'll add to that is uh, Kyler Murray. Again, not a guy I'm looking to sell or get rid of necessarily, but if you have a weak team and you have Kyler Murray, especially in a super flex league, I mean, he's going as a first-round pick in Superflex startups. You could probably trade him for, you know, a quarterback a couple of tiers down and add a wide receiver or running back. So that might be a, a decent move for your team. Yeah. Not that I'm just selling Kyler Murray. No, no, but it depends on your position, you know, your situation, right? Sometimes you got to give up a player that you believe in, you know, to, to add strength to your team, and that might be an option. What if, just to extract some extract extract some yeah. value. And I think the quarterback sure. is is one position where there's a, there is definitely a there definitely is tier breaks. But with Kyler Murray, uh, he could be top tier very easily, and he's young as hell. Sure. So I'd be hesitant to sell him, but if you're in a position like Ty was talking about, that makes a ton of sense. What about Christian Kirk, though, speaking of young as hell? How do you think his role slots out this year with John Hopkins stepping in? I don't think he'll be you know, significantly you know, less targets than you know, he was kind of on pace for last year, but he's not taking that step forward that I think – yeah, we kind of hope to see. Yeah, so it's kind of more disappointing than it's going to be like a doomsday situation if you're a Kirk owner. But I mean, how much longer is Larry Fitzgerald going to be around? Let's we'll see what happens there. I just find with you think uh, he could be the number two. You think Kirk can be a clear cut number two? Yeah, yeah I think I think he's always been better suited as a number two. He might have been miscast as a potential number one last year. Yeah, I think number two kind of makes sense for him, but it just might take a bit longer than we hoped. I think that's a very it's just a very crowded team, and I think there's. <laughs> I don't even I don't even notice it anymore. Oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's all uh, it just all blends in. Yeah. yeah. Right oh man. <laughs> you know, any, oh, anyways, man. to get off the topic of motorcycles, which should, should, our new Axe podcast should, should just be motorcycle sounds. Dave's apartment. Yeah. Um, I think Kirk actually owns a motorcycle. Actually, Kirk probably. But he's he's going in the what the seventy seventh overall range, thirty seventh wide receiver off the board. That's not a lot of value to really sell as much as if you look at the guys around him, you have Henry Ruggs, Deontay Johnson, Michael Hardman, T.Y. Hilton, Jarvis Landry. So he's, he's, I think his ADP is pretty accurate to his actual value, but what is his top end? Like, what is his potential? Like does Ruggs have the potential to be a number one? Absolutely. Jarvis, Land- Jarvis yeah. Landry is the prototypical number two with almost number one numbers. Michael Gallup mm-hmm. just above is a number two. Deontay Johnson has the potential to be a number one. I doubt it's going to happen. And Michael Hardman, I mean, he's kind of he's kind he's kind we'll of a see. wild card there. I think very much a wild card. So I think when you're in this range, I mean, you're looking at these guys around him, and you're saying like, who's who's the safest? Who's the most consistent? Who's going to be the most consistent? Who's my chance to maybe, you know, maybe lo- maybe so, level up here? Yeah. No, I think I think I would take the upside of Henry Ruggs over Christian Kirk pretty easily. And I think if I had a competing team, I would, I would take Jarvis Landry for the safety. Mm-hmm. So in that range, there's probably no way of drafting Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. 
but you know, trading your you're you're not trading them at a peak value. You could have gotten more for them last year for sure. Yeah, that's a fact. All right, that's uh, the one we've been waiting for. The one Nick's been waiting for. He just loves talking about this guy. That's the impression I'm getting that he just loves. Apparently, talking he just about reads this Twitter guy. threads about him all day, all day I'm, long. I'm so tired. Long. I'm so tired of this guy on Twitter. It's Tyler Higby. <laughs> Tyler Higby. Higby. Tyler Higby. Tyler eleven. Tyler eleven right draft. now in ADP. Sure. I mean, for me, I'm just finding it really difficult to invest in this guy. I mean, he's got seven career touchdowns in four years. He had three in 2019 was whenever it was out. We've talked about he had 22 yards a game in 2019 whenever it was healthy. He only averaged 33 yards a game whenever it was injured and didn't play. Um, and so for me, he's really done nothing in his career to skyrocket his value that he has other than, you know, he had a five game stretch where he put up some pretty monster numbers. Mm-hmm. And that's concerning to me um, that his basically his ADP is skyrocketed simply because of a five game stretch. But if you're looking for like a super detailed breakdown on the entire Rams tight end situation, um, the Tyler Higby situation, I suggest that you go check out David Gatiri at Guru Fantasy World. Uh, he's got an outstanding article on Twitter. Uh, it, it fully details everything. The type of routes that he was being being used at, blocking situations, is just absolutely fantastic. So I, I suggest checking that out if you're looking for a really detailed breakdown of uh, Tyler Higby and the Rams. I'm always looking for stuff on the Rams, future Super Bowl champions, 2020. I think for, for, for me, Tyler Higby is kind of going in the same area as a lot of young tight ends that I really, really like. That's not a gross. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got Hunter yeah. Henry, TJ Hawkinson. You got Austin Hooper. I'm not a huge fan of, but he's in there. Mike Gesicki, Dallas yes. Goddard, Hayden Hurst, Irv Smith Jr. Hayden Hurst, I'm not interested that, that much interested in either, but he's in a good spot. But, I mean, you could wait on that at, you know, 104 all yeah. the way down to 125 or Irv Smith, who's a 21-year-old tight end, about to get a shit ton of targets once they get rid of old man. Uh, old man Rudolph, Rudolph. Yeah. yeah. Great tattoos. Yeah, there's some guys that have some, yeah. there's some guys that have a clear-cut spot where they are, like the few guys you just mentioned, where Higby doesn't. We're not really sure because of Everett and of what the Rams are going to do with their offense. So, uh, yeah, Hunter Henry, like, that's an easy, yeah. I'm well, well Hunter, 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 Henry. Henry's, Hunter Henry's significantly higher. He's 94. Mm. Higby's 104. So you're not getting him in the same round. Mm-hmm. No. TJ Hawkinson not as far is, is off not, 96. Thought, no, they're not that far off when you, when you look at talent-wise. And Higby's 27. Like, Hunter Henry's still 25. But he's only played mm-hmm. half a season, so. <laughs> but I still don't know Higby's role exactly. Like I just got yet a good, great those few games for sure. But I'm just I'm not confident in the role he's going to have there. I think the Rams are one of those teams. I'm not, not quite like the Patriots, but where you just don't know what they're going to do necessarily week in and week out yeah. like, with all the tar- with all the guys they have: Woods, Cup, Jefferson, Reynolds. Yeah, all they those got a, guys. They got a yeah. deep room. Yeah, deep room for sure. And a lot of the young tight ends now, like I was alluding to earlier, is there's a lot of good young tight ends that are kind of close to that breakout age that we might mm-hmm. see who the next one is, and I'd rather gamble on who the next one is. Yeah, 100%. I think we'd all agree there. Ty was, but I think Ty was about Nick. to say something, too. Oh, uh, no, I'm just going to say, for me, Higby's a guy that, you know, if you want to bank on the last, you know, four, five weeks of the season, last season, maybe do that in a best ball draft, if you want to go late tight end. 
you know, you want to hold off a bit on tight end, you can grab Tyler Higby. That's maybe where I'd risk it. Otherwise, like I'm not comfortable having him as a starting tight end in the dynasty nope. team right now. So, so you're not saying don't build your dynasty around Tyler Higby? No, if you want to have a fun best ball league, and if he does carry off from last year and put up, you know, tight end, you know, top, you know, eight, top seven tight end numbers all year, then mm-hmm. he probably helped you out a lot in your best ball draft. That's the only place I'm really looking at him. Makes sense. All right. Let's mosey on to the San Francisco tree. Anybody there that we're uh, think of selling? I don't feel that's a sell-heavy team. I feel like it's more of a, a buy. I mean, Debo Samuel now is certainly not going high. You wouldn't sell him. I had an offer for him. I have him. I have someone offered me uh, Williams of the Chargers. Oh, Mike, Mike Williams? Williams? Yeah, it was a one for Dude, one, but I kept uh, drive to the yeah, drive to the house, take a shit in a bag, <laughs> put it on their porch, light it on fire, and then hit them when they come out the door. Yeah, so, so <laughs> take that trick, good man. No, then, no. Apo- then apologize for hitting Nick. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it wasn't actually Nick. Oh no! No, oh, oh god! That trade's got oh, the John written all over it. Uh, I thought about it, but I mean, there's no reason why I wouldn't. Uh, again, I'm not. He's not. Debo is not a sell no. at all right now. He's a buy by Lowe's. So he was like, oh, he's he's not going to play. He's going to get hurt. I want to move on. Boom, grab him, grab him cheap if you can. Um, what else we got for me? Maybe Raheem I think Mostert. I think the only the one Mostert? thing that maybe I'm curious to see in August what Brandon Ayuk's ADP is going to be. It's uh, going right up now for sure. he sits at yeah, it's yeah. wide receiver fifty. I think that's reasonably pricey. I mean, he's behind Mike Williams, like you just said, LaVisca Cheneau, Will Fuller, Brian Edwards. Preston Williams actually a little bit low. We've talked about him quite a bit. But I'm curious to see how high it gets with Debo out, and I expect it to continue to climb. And he may become a guy where, even though I love the guy, mm-hmm. I might be looking to sell him if, if it continues to climb any further. Business is business, right, Nick? That's right. It's all about business. Yeah. Yeah. Dave sold Slayton earlier, so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What about? It I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. Let's let's be clear. It hurts a little love, bit. Love I mean, hurts, Dave. Know. Love hurts. And love does hurt. What do you guys think about Raheem Mostert, though? Very little. His his ADP is yeah. all over the fucking charts. I don't, I don't know yeah. what. Like uh, he's he's going right now at uh, he's the 33rd running back off the board, within the likes of Zach Moss, Ronald Jones, Mark Ingram, Alexander Madison. So he's in that handcuff slash end of their career running back spot where he probably should yeah. be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of I guess his July ADP right now after he asked for the trade. Yeah. If that situation cools down or if the 49ers decide, okay, we'll give you, you know, an extra million bucks or whatever just to calm this down, then I think it goes up. And yeah. And so at that point he might be a good sell. Is he yeah. a guy that you actually think will like win you a championship this year? Or be part of that? No. No, no, probably not. Yes. But it's <laughs> tough <laughs> to say in that offense. If, he, if yeah. he starts most of the season, maybe. I don't think Devin Coleman's all that good. Hey, you forget about my boy, Ty. Um, maybe Salvin uh, Almond no. might be a good buy right now. Maybe McKinnon, jerk, McKinnon. McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon. I, don't, I don't think McKinnon plays. Uh, I'm a jerk McKinnon truther. I watched him do that little hoppity hop over those steeples there. <laughs> I, the whole time I was like, "Oh, is this where he breaks his ankle or something?" Yeah, yeah, he, looked, he looked fine. He was he was he, he was hopping with the best of them. I did that to work on the way to work once. I was hopping around just trying to impress this girl I was with. 
broke my fucking hand. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Ben, I, well, ben, yeah, stay away from silly. the elementary schools. Yeah, then, wow, were, you your, were you in your bunny furry suit again, Dave? No, I was on the way to work. I just figured I didn't wear that to work. Were, but, were, you, uh, were you jumping fire hydrants? I don't know what the fuck I was doing that for, but she laughed at me more after the fact that I was in severe pain. <laughs> she would. More than <laughs> before the pain. Like, this guy's, this guy's such an idiot. Funnier. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, yeah. Glad she enjoyed it. Um, okay, that's... Uh, yeah, again, for I mean, when it comes to 49ers, I don't I don't really own any other than Debo. I don't think there's really anybody I really want to own because it's just too uh, uh, George Kittle. Oh, George Kittle. Uh, <laughs> other than the obvious guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll make uh, some, I'll make some space on my squad for Kittle. <laughs> yeah, in the, the taxi squad maybe. <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go to the uh, Starbucks uh, area of Seattle. That's where Starbucks originated from, I believe. I think you're right. Uh, not that that matters. Um, another running back, think Ty. I think you have a guy listed here, Mister yeah, um, Fumbles. I have, I have Chris Carson, and it's not so much uh, like his his current ADP that bothers me. I think it's actually pretty fair value, but I do think his ADP will climb. Right now, we're looking at a lot of like more serious dynasty people that are more f- serious fantasy people and dynasty people that are drafting. So I think the running backs will climb. Just based on you know what he's done over the last couple of seasons, I think he'll end up going higher, and that's probably not somewhere I'd be interested in him. But just in general, there's just a lot of question marks with them. Obviously, Mr. Fumbles, seven not fumbles last year, time. little running college. backs, but not in college. Save the best for professional. True, but I'm more worried about you know, potential injury risks and the fact that he's going to have to he's going to have to sign a new contract soon. There, I don't know if they even bother with that. I mean, he's had quite a few injuries. Broke his leg as a rookie. Missed a couple games. Twenty eighteen, last season, the end of season ended in uh, December with a displaced hip. So, if he gets injured again, has fumble problems, I could see, you know, Rashad Penny when he's back from the pop getting a look. DJ Dallas getting a look there. He's not a guy that I'd be comfortable as a one or two running back on my dynasty team. So, so I, I'd look to shop him. I shopped him in a league that uh, the four of us are all in. I got Cooper Cup back for him straight up. Yeah, so that's a good deal. Team had some running backs. I was very happy with that type of trade. I think you can take a you know running back that's going in the sixth round in the startup draft right now, just because running backs have this extra kind of value. You could trade them for a wide receiver going around earlier, and this is one of those running backs that I would easily do that with. Hundred percent. Good point. I mean, I think we. I don't know about you guys, uh, Nick or Jay, but ever since Lynch left, uh, like that running that backfield's kind of. I don't know. It's a backfield people want to own. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. But I think the concern is yeah. like Pete, Pete Carroll changes running backs like he changes his socks, and it's just way too frequently, and that's my concern. I mean, like you were alluding to, Dave, like since Beast Mode left, it's been hard to peg or pick out which guy is going to be the guy every week or from season to season. So I'm just not really, guy, there was Penny, yeah, there's a few guys in there, right? So I'm just not really investing in Carson. It's a, it's a good a good back if you want the backfield because they, they produce. But yeah, it's like who's going to produce? Well, like it's it's kind of a lot like the San Francisco backfield where you don't know who the, who's going to be the guy. Yeah. And when it has yeah. been one guy, he's been quite good. Like when one of them goes down with injury, the other one's been pretty viable. But I just I want a piece sure. of that backfield once it settles. And like bringing Car- right. Carlos yeah. Hyde, I don't like Carlos Hyde, but he's going to muddy that a little bit because Carlos Hyde, <laughs> if anything, bit, yeah. he's not a good running back. He's about as average as a running back gets in the NFL. But he's not going to fumble mm-hmm. a ton. He's going to be fairly consistent. Yeah. He doesn't have a huge injury history. So. Yeah, gives you production. He yeah. produces. 
It's like you want to own like none of the backfield or all that backfield. Like make sure you have like the handcuffs of the whole. He kind of, now that you think about like the way you describe him, like he kind of almost reminds me of a little bit older Jordan Howard, like just an average running back who's kind of been a pest wherever he's gone to whoever the other running backs are in that backfield. I haven't been excited about him since he was in San Francisco and he was one of those guys that was kind of a combine freak, kind of a spark guy. That was yeah. the only time I yeah. I uh, liked Hyde was his rookie year. That and was then it. Franklin Gore left, and uh, and Rook and Hyde was uh, the guy to own. And since then, he's been disappointing, if not disappointingly consistent. Like you know what you're going to get out of him as long as he starts. Yeah, are we calling Frank Gore Franklin. Franklin Gore now? That's what I call him. Yeah, he's gone so old now. I think, I think no, it's Franklin. Fitting. I think that's fitting. I think that's his, isn't that his real name though? Oh, it, probably. It, is. Are, wait, are all Franks named Franklin? Or Francis. Oh, it could be or Francis. Frankfurt. Could be Francis. Yeah, sure. Francis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it could be Francis. That's a good point. It's Franklin. Oh, nice. Nice. That's a, it's a very, it's a very and refined name for a refined gentleman. Absolutely. Of 100%. his vintage. <laughs> <laughs> very vintage gentleman. All right, guys. Another, uh, another episode. It's come and gone. Much appreciation to our dedicated listeners and to any new listeners tuning in for the first time. That's what makes them new. As always, folks, stay safe, stay strong, and stay away from toxic YouTubers. They're bad people, all right? Just know that. And don't forget to spay or new to your pets, of course, unless, of course, you have an official breeder's certificate or part of a breeder's club or you simply can't afford it, and you're fine. That's all I got. Bob Burke would be proud. <laughs> no, if you can't message. afford it, don't get a pet. <laughs> What's done is done, you know? What's done is done. I spayed that bird. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, bye, folks. Bye. Uh, take my See you later. This is the Dynasty Football Live Podcast. <laughs>